Welcome to episode four of the Rodeo Adventure Labs podcast. Uh, today we are joined with the Rodeo Adventure Posse, um, and the, the lead organizers are Kimberly Neufer and Kia Kelly. We also have a co-host today, Drew, the lead donkey facilitation engineer. Howdy, howdy. Welcome, everyone. Howdy. Thanks for having us. Super excited to unpack today's discussion. Um, and so with that, I think, uh, I'm just really curious, how did the two of you meet? Uh, I, my rendition of the story <laughs> is I, when I first moved to Golden, Colorado, four years ago, I rolled up to the single speed line at the Golden Wednesday night cyclocross race and Kimberly was next to me. And then we just ran into each other on bike rides for the next couple years until we kind of reconnected this January to take on the posse adventure posse uh, program project and then it was really the beginning of a beautiful friendship I was gonna say it it feels like you guys didn't just you know kind of kick this off in January it sounds like you didn't really know each other very well before you started a team together we had mutual friends and yeah, like Kia said, we met at a cyclocross race and sort of probably crossed paths a few times after that. But um, I knew that Kia was going to be a great partner in this adventure. And so that's why I suggested she come on board. And, and come on board to, to what to specifically? The, to the Rodeo Adventure Posse, <laughs> our new experiment in a women's... Gravel adventure. adventure team, club, group. Posse. Posse, a posse. <laughs> and, and so... Yeah, stay, stay on brand if we can. Stay on brand. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so who reached out to who? Who made the, the pitch? Did Steven reach out or did you reach out to Steven and you were like, hey, I have this great idea. I'm going to you know, start this posse or what happened? Well, I actually approached Stephen. I talked to Stephen about a bike because I had admired Rodeo Labs for a long time. I live in the neighborhood here where the headquarters are, and I'd seen the bikes around. I knew one of the early members of the Rodeo Lab group, Peter Horner, from he and I were on Colorado Bike Law together. And then I, I think I saw him riding a trail donkey and that piqued my interest, and then I found out it was sort of a nice North Denver boutique brand. And uh, when I was looking for a new bike, I talked to Steven, and our conversations just continued to grow and evolve into into Rodeo Adventure Posse, um, uh, into getting more women on bikes, getting more women involved with Rodeo Labs, and so forth. Getting more women out adventuring and inspiring each other. When Kimberly asked me if I wanted to be part of this uh, project, I, I met, <laughs> we met and I was like, I'll think about it. And then we met again. And by the end of that meeting, I was like, okay, so when's our next meeting? Like I'm in. 
So it just kind of snowballed from there. It's just super excited, some good energy at the get-go. Yeah. Uh, yep. Steven was on board and and so now now what? Are you have you you've set out have you have you created a group? Are you empowering the women to ride more bikes? Just get out, have fun. What's what's going on? What's the state? So we got off to like an incredible start this year. Um, we put out with um, the help of Stephen and Rodeo Labs an application form that we developed to um, get applications for women that wanted to be on our get stuff done team, and then other women that wanted to be part of our what we're calling our community team. We received, I believe, over 60 applications in two weeks, which was, I was blown away by it. And they were all so great. Like, it took a long time to read through them. But we had such a great selection of women. And we managed to get ourselves 10 GSD ladies and a bunch of other community team members. And we had so much momentum, I feel like, earlier this year. And then... The COVID. the COVID happened. <laughs> the COVID. The yeah. COVID. <laughs> the Rona. But the cool thing is, like, we've we've sort of been watching, you know, everything that's happening in terms of the, the pandemic. And we've found a way lately to get some women's rides going every two weeks on Wednesdays, um, riding on South Table Mountain. And I primarily um, field the comments and questions on our Instagram account and just, like, the comments and DMs that we've been getting about those rides is absolutely awesome. Care to to share a few, not to put you on the spot, but like what are the types um, of questions the, that you are getting asked? Like, is it like, hey, how do I join? I really want to be part of this community or like, yeah, why South Table? I don't know. Yeah, what? it's it's questions like that. Like, how do I sign up or when do I sign up? And then it's also like, oh, I was on your ride last night and I just want to say that the ride leaders were awesome. They were so encouraging. And then... Other comments that are like, I had so much fun. Like I never ride with women and that was like absolutely great. When's the next one? And just a lot of stoke. And I had someone say to me, like, I would not have gone up there and ridden that by myself, but I went on a Wednesday night ride and then I took my friend up there like the next week. So that that's exciting to hear because I think it South Table is a great place to ride. There's so much varied terrain, but it can be kind of intimidating. There is there are some like little technical places and we honestly take people on those and just say, you know, you can do it and follow my line and and they do it. It's fun to see. Yeah, I know uh, Jen Hines, who works with us here, uh, she joined one of the rides a couple of weeks ago and she actually made a comment about that exact thing. She said, uh, you know, like I had hiked out here before, but I had never ridden it. And I saw stuff we were rolling up to. And traditionally I would have just thought, well, oh, there's no way I'm riding up that, you know, but people in front of her just rode it and made it look easy. And then she spun up and was like, oh man, I guess I can ride stuff like that. So just kind of empowering each other and kind of encouraging each other to get better. It sounds like. Yeah, it's it's super awesome. We went with our GSD team for a ride there about a month ago, and uh, everyone's on pretty much on drop bar bikes, I think. And we we rolled up to this like pretty. It's like this really steep. <laughs> the whoops. Yeah, there's a couple whoops. It's like your stomach goes up, like you like you're in a car when you're a kid, you know that that kind of feeling. And everyone rolled up, and like I think Kimberly and I went down, and Kimberly was going to take some photos and stuff, and you know the the ladies are reluctant and then they see one go and then by that they look kind of timid at first like dropping in and then at the bottom there's just like huge grins and then like every rider was like that pretty much it was in 
I think what I like about especially getting women out on bikes and doing stuff like that is I feel like that source of kind of a empowerment and accomplishment can be translated to other areas of our lives where we often don't feel like we can do something, but when we see one of our peers do it, um, we think, Oh, actually I probably can do that. And it could be in a professional setting or in athletics. And I think it's just really good, um, for women to, to inspire each other in that way. So it's been awesome to see. So we sort of took the Rodeo Labs tagline of ride, explore, create, and we sort of made it our own. So it was ride your bike, explore your, uh, explore your potential, and create community. And I think that's really what these rides, I mean, we've only had a few of them, what these rides have done is we see these women exploring their potential, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, in the context of community. And I think it is the community piece that allows them to really get outside of their comfort zone. Having the support of other women, trying new things, getting out of their comfort zone. Totally agree. I love it. No, that's exciting. I think, you know, at the at the core of that too is probably just having a lot of fun and meeting a lot of new people. It seems like you've pulled together much like how like you two met like just at the start line of a race but in this you know instead this is like the start line of a ride you know you just met someone new and maybe you're gonna make a lifelong friend and you're just gonna have fun while doing it yeah it's definitely like the comments that came in on the dms or on people posting pictures of the rides like they just huge smiles and they say how much fun they had and that's my hope for these for any like group ride is that you because we can't have them all the time and like we're kind of limited with numbers right now but like that women will meet other women that they they have things in common with and they have a good time with and then they'll go ride south table like the next weekend on their own or go do other adventures so yeah the community part is is huge yeah that's awesome so kind of i guess maybe also at the base of that you have the community but you've alluded to it there's like a step above what is the people that get shit done what stuff get the people that get beep done (laughs) like you know so what is like what is that kind of extra tier you know what are those ladies working on or doing so for now with our constraints with covid we are doing these twice a month wednesday rides and we've asked our gsd team to step up and be a lead or a sweep rider so we are trying to limit that to 10 folks so we have a lead rider and a sweep rider and those are fielded from our gsd team we had lots of great plans and ideas um, that kind of got squashed by this whole covid thing and we're hoping that we'll be able to execute some of those in 2021 but we're going to just slowly build on these wednesday night rides and have gsd sort of being out there as cheerleaders ride leaders and so forth yeah, it was cool actually. We we got together last week. It was or a, a few weeks ago to kind of get this the rides going. It was like, okay, who wants to make a Google spreadsheet? And then someone volunteered, and who wants to make a Google photo dump and do some social media stuff? And someone volunteered, and so Kimberly and I like we just we want to delegate and we want it to be a project that we're all doing together. And um, one of the things that we did want to instill when we took applications was that there is a community element and our hope was that we would be able to um, like myself and Kimberly and our GST would be to um, volunteer at some uh, not for profits that had to do with women or with bikes or both. 
And that's been, it's just been a hard year for that. But all of these women, we chose them because they did have an aspect of wanting to better the community. So um, that that's part of it. And we're, we're sort of brainstorming and trying to figure out ways how to, how to weave that in. And um, like hopefully for 2021, we can re-implement some of these ideas and aspirations that we had for this year, but it's definitely been a hard year. I think everyone can kind of agree on that. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Staying, staying motivated and and staying inspired uh, going through something like this. Um, especially when the rollout, like you have grand plans yeah. and it's not as, as immediate as you expected. I can definitely see how that's, that's really challenging. And so I think, yeah, you've dropped some nice teasers, <laughs> especially in the inaugural year. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think yeah. that's important when you, when you're creating something, um, you know, to, to bring those people in that are going to help so you can delegate, you know, that responsibility. And it's actually kind of create something a little bit more sustainable having that, that tiered, uh, those tiered levels. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. And that's not the only thing you guys are creating, right? You are working and prototyping, uh, as we hinted at two episodes ago, um, on some kits, women specific kits. Do you guys want to unpack that a little bit? Um, I can speak a little bit of it because I take a little bit of pride in that um, since I developed the logo that we we will be using. And Drew was awesome in, I don't know, was it January? Uh, December? Time time doesn't make sense anymore. Many, many moons ago, um, Drew kind of implemented that logo on on the kit design and we, we got some prototypes and we chatted with Maria about them. We sort of tried the different garments on and gave her some feedback. And she's been really, really awesome. Seems really knowledgeable. Yeah, luckily we have someone on our GSD team who is well-versed in garment design, cycling garment design and prototyping and all of that. And she's been huge help in that. So we are really looking forward to rolling out a women-specific cycling kit. Um, yep, there's a, there's a kit, so like bibs and a jersey, and then there's also a more like loose-fitting kind of um, fitted T-shirt style, I guess. Maybe some people call it mountain bike. <laughs> what? A, and I, a baggy. A baggy, so, yeah, baggy, baggy shirt. It's a baggy shirt. I call them dirt baggies. And I, and I think there's, there's... I wear them. Yeah. There's been some, oh, I don't know if frustration is the right word, but everyone's, I think, anxiously awaiting the drop of the new kit. But I think um, Steven's been very clear that he wants to release something that really works for women and that we can't just take the men's garment and take it in a few inches or shorten it up and call it a women's garment. So I appreciate Steven's dedication to making something that is really going to work for women. And what that's meant is that it's just taken a little while longer and COVID of course hasn't helped that either. Yeah. And I think the other thing that kind of goes with that is when we got samples to try a few weeks or I don't know how long, like Drew said, like Drew said, time is, is not a thing anymore. Really? (laughs) Like, I don't know when it was. But uh, Maria tried a set of them on and Kimberly and myself, and we're all sort of different sizes and kind of different body types. And so to have, like, I, I personally always feel like it's really hard just to buy women's clothes in general. So to have someone like listening there, that's like, oh yeah, I can totally see 
how that would not work for you. And it's just because not all women are the same. So to try and like get something that's going to be good and comfortable and you want your clothes to make you feel good and like inspire confidence and like be comfortable. So I think it's going to be awesome when, when they're done. Yeah. I think, um, you know, our experience so far with apparel, uh, we, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and historically rodeo labs, we've taken apparel from other brands and done custom designs and kind of, you know, did graphic design in a way that made a kit feel on brand to rodeo labs. But, um, we're not getting into the apparel game to just make the same stuff as everybody else. We, I mean, how our bikes came about in the first place was we saw bikes that were currently out there and we were all kind of retrofitting, but we had places that we wanted to ride that the bikes that we had weren't quite ideal for it. So we had an idea for a better product. Uh, and then that's how the trail donkey was born. Same thing with apparel. Um, I mean, we're really passionate about it. Uh, Steven has put a lot of work into it as far as testing, but I mean, you know, revisions and learning this thing, it's a completely new trade. Uh, and, and we're getting there, but it does take a, it does take time. And, uh, you know, we've been hinting at it for a long time and, um, you know, I think, we want it just as bad as anybody else wants it. So, um, but we're not going to enter the market until we have something to present that we're proud of. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe a little tongue in cheek to call Steven the intern. Uh, he went so far <laughs> as to change his Instagram handle. And, and, uh, and I think it's really interesting because I think part of what created Rodeo is that he wanted it to be a platform. Sure, it was, it was his idea at one point, but you can even see right now, he's he's not even on the podcast. We can say <laughs> anything we want. We have the power to, right? right? But I think beyond, you know, you know, Kimberly, you were saying like, Steven really wants to take a fully vetted product to market. But beyond that, he's fairly hands-off, right? In terms of this like kit yeah. design, you know, he's giving you the tools. He's, totally. you know, he's pulling those people. He's making sure that you're supported, you know, and, and he has like a vision, but yeah, he's letting you do it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm super grateful to Rodeo Labs for is, I mean, I didn't know anyone here and I didn't even really know Kimberly, but uh, I feel I've, since I came in and met everyone the first day, like felt super comfortable and really supported and really just like empowered to take on this project as partners, um, which is, I think, absolutely awesome, especially in a in an era when people are asking for change in, in like the bike industry to to for it to be something a little bit different than it's always been. More inclusive. Yeah, more inclusive. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I dig that. It's. I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I'm not even an employee of Rodeo. And, and look, I, all of a sudden I got a platform too. So I think it's, <laughs> um, but I, I think that's part of it is, you know, we want to hear those stories. I'm really excited to hear that, you know, the Rodeo Adventure Posse is a thing and that despite all the challenges, you know, COVID withstanding or not, or just supply chain issues of bringing a kit to market um, without COVID, you know, that's difficult that, there is a platform. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm really curious, like, could we dig a little deeper into like, what are like the grand plans of like the rodeo adventure posse, like post COVID? Like, I know that, you know, like maybe volunteering for some organizations, but I'm, I'm kind of curious. What, what are you thinking? 
Uh, so we, we had, we had a lot of plans and, um, of course, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things was some volunteer time with an organization that's near and dear to your heart that involves women and, and or bikes. Um, we, we of course had, you know, bike rides planned. We wanted to do like an intro to bike packing, kind of dip your toes in sort of thing. Cause Kimberly and I have both done a lot of that. Um, we also wanted to do like maintenance clinics, like, well, well, let's, let's learn how to change a tire and like just in a really easy, simple way. That's, that's for everyone. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of great ideas. Kimberly, what, what are there other things you can add? So one thing that we did was we opened up the GSD applications across the nation, knowing that there are lots of people out there who have bought Rodeo Lab bikes that don't necessarily live in Colorado. I mean, we're all here in Colorado, but there are lots of people out there that have the bikes. So we opened it up across the nation. We got a good number of applicants from all over both coasts, and we ended up with three women who are not in Colorado. And the idea, I think, behind that, part of the idea was, wouldn't it be nice to show up at an event or a race and see someone from out of state who's also wearing your jersey? So, and, you know, Rodeo Labs is not just Colorado. It's outside of Colorado. So let's grow this. So we chose three women from Iowa, Maryland, and the Bay Area to represent GSE and so I think that's one thing that we want to continue to grow is can we have some satellite rodeo adventure posses? Can we all come together if there ever are any other big events um, and see folks in our jerseys? I mean, that's just such, for me, it's such a fun thing to see someone else in your jersey, to ride with that person. Maybe you're not going to ride with them the whole time, but you've got that initial connection through a shared community basically yeah through i was just going to add through the it's it goes back to that idea about community and it not being distinct or limited to just denver or the front range the other thing i want to point out is um we we in our applications and when we have rides or do events like it doesn't matter we don't really care what bike you're on like we love rodeo labs of course but I had, um, for example, I had a friend of mine, his girlfriend signed up and, and he, he said to me later, oh, I didn't realize it was a drop bar ride. And like my girlfriend only has a mountain bike. And I said, yeah, I didn't, I was, I almost mentioned it, but it's kind of inconsequential because the idea is to just get women out on bikes and it doesn't matter like what kind of bike it is and, um, whether you like commuting. And the thing that I always kind of think is funny is when people, like you ask them if they ride a bike and they're like, Oh, I ride a bike, but not like you ride a bike or I don't race or I don't ride very far. And it's like, no, you're missing the question. Like, <laughs> do you ride a bike? <laughs> and it's like, well, I ride to the grocery store sometimes like, well, that's riding a bike. Like to, to me. And I think to us, yeah. it's all about just riding your bike. It doesn't have to be far. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be Fancy. epic. It's, it's just riding your bike feels so good. So like, let's just get out and do it together. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's totally a vehicle to just excite people and bring them together. And it's I think that's it's beautiful because like I don't know, I feel like as you get older, it's almost harder and harder to meet people and you get so stuck in your ways and you're just like this is what I do and and sometimes it's really fresh to hit that restart and be like, "Oh, right, I'm going to try something totally new. I don't even know what I'm doing." You know, like I don't know what it is. Like I, you know, I personally like I tried rock climbing and I was like, Okay, that was cool. Like, 
I really like bikes though, so I'm still going to ride bikes. <laughs> but, you know, for that person that doesn't ride bikes, like maybe they're going to be really excited of like, ah, oh, I did like, I did this when I was 10. I don't know what I'm doing. And there is the space, you know, yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted the, the adventure posse to be something that wasn't race focused and that wasn't really serious, like that wasn't really serious. You know, it's, it's, it goes back to just, yeah, riding your bike, exploring your potential and creating community and having a freaking good time while you're doing it. And if you want to race, like I, we have people who race and mm-hmm. want to get out there and, and race. So let's do it. And it's okay to just like ride your bike to the grocery store and ride your bike for fun on Table Mountain or whatever. So, I mean, in times of COVID, you there's still racing or maybe there's like an adaptation to that. And, and Kia, you almost kind of, you raced yourself in a way recently, right? <laughs> you, you, you kind of paired an epic weekend together. That was crazy. It was really awesome to see um, two days, what, 20,000 feet, 200, uh, yeah, 200 miles. I was like, the 20,000 feet, was that? Yeah. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah, so I, I was, um, I'm part of another organization called Go For Graham, which is a mental health um, awareness and suicide prevention organization, not like not-for-profit. And um, one of the guys on the board of directors approached me in November and was like, Kia, do you want to race lead boat? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but probably... <laughs> So he told me what it was and it's a, it's a quite a large race. Um, hundred miles mountain bike on Saturday. It's two races, right? <laughs> back to back. <laughs> yeah. Two back to back races. So, uh, Leadville 100 on Saturday and then, um, steamboat gravel black on Sunday. And so I was like, sure, that sounds like a good awareness raiser fundraiser that I could do. And, uh, I sent, it was, it was by application. And I sent the application and then I secretly after I hit send was like, oh, please don't get accepted. Please don't get accepted. (laughs) But then I got accepted, which was actually pretty awesome. Um, So fast forward, uh, I I hired a coach to make me a plan because I was like, I really want to I want to finish feeling fresh and I want to learn how to do this because I'd never really done that before. And I... COVID started in March and I just kept training and I was like, whether or not it gets canceled, like I'm going to do something big that weekend because I want to raise awareness for mental health and like fly go for Graham's colors for the weekend. And so it, sure enough, it got canceled and I just kept training and um, the training was awesome. Actually, it kept me focused during COVID and it was like something that was very predictable and very controllable when everything kind of felt like it was kind of out of control and dynamic and like there was a lot of things we couldn't control at the time. So having that focus was absolutely awesome. Um, and I have like a really supportive group of folks in my life, like who ride and who don't ride, who just believe that I can do these things. So I pieced together this, um, mountain bike ride around Breck, uh, which was 65 miles, with just over 10,000 feet of climbing and um, a couple really awesome descents on the Colorado Trail. And what turns out, um, a lot of hike-a-bike, <laughs> which I call hike-a-break. Uh, and then the next day, I had, I had planned to meet Kimberly. We, I had laid out this route that's essentially um, Como to Boreas Pass, Breckenridge up over Ute Pass, into Fraser on this dirt road, and then to Winter Park, and then Rollinsville, and then to Golden. 
but a fire broke out on Saturday at U Pass. And Kimberly was going to ride from Golden and another friend of mine and meet me part way. And, and I was really excited about that because I was like, this is going to be a long day. Um, but it was, it was just not possible. So I had to reroute. We had to cancel our plans to meet. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to do, a, I still want to make my 200 mile 20,000 goal. So I just started pedaling from, uh, from Como on Sunday. And the smoke was really bad going up. Um, Loveland Pass. I, I thought I was going to have to pull the pin in, in, in Georgetown or Idaho Springs, but miraculously like blue skies came out and I just kept pedaling and I got my, my goal miles and, and stuff done. And I think I, um, I think I raised some awareness for mental health. And even in the last week, I've had some really awesome chats with people about why I did it and about mental health and I think those conversations are super important, especially in, in this kind of era that we live in where there's so much uncertainty and anxiety. Um, so it was, it was an awesome ride. And I think it also just to me, uh, even though I did a, the ride kind of planned it on my own, I did ride with friends on Saturday and the amount of support from the community, like from the cycling community and go for Graham and even people that I don't know, like on Strava and the internet were like, this is awesome. Like what you're doing is great. And like mental, mental health is so important. So I feel like I achieved my goal and I actually, I mean, the way it turned out was, was pretty perfect, even though the race was canceled. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, a mental health is the elephant in the room that a lot of people, it's an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to talk about. Um, and then to go on a ride and largely like unstructured, you know, to kind of find that creativity yourself, um, and, and kind of put that pinpoint of focus onto it, I think is, you know, again, hats off. It's not just a crazy ride, but you, you know, you largely had to string it together yourself instead of having two events that were kind of supporting you along the way. Um, and then, you know, combining all of that again it's kind of going back to you know the the founding principles of the rodeo adventure posse which is just kind of like the community and sparking a conversation and you know like whether it's on strava or it's just random internet people like you just got to talk to people and you know like you you sparked a connection over arguably one of the hardest topics to ever <laughs> talk about you know and yeah. so like that's just like an awesome inspirational thing to like see happen like you know that i think that's a good change to see i don't know i'm excited Thanks so much. Yeah, it was, it was really great. And I, um, I know this expression gets thrown around a lot, but my heart definitely felt full. Like, and I had, I set up this fundraiser page and I had friends from like Ireland and Australia and Canada, like donating and saying kudos. And I had one of my best friends from home who kind of got me into doing long rides, telling me like seeing your training and your rides over the past few months has been inspiring for me when I emotionally and mentally like felt terrible and like, mm -hmm. and what you go for Graham and like what you're, you're doing to bring light to that is like awesome. So to me, I didn't expect that kind of like response and it was, it was super inspiring for me to just feel like you can, you can make an impact on other people. Yeah. Just a small bit of inspiration. <laughs> you know, if someone calls your bluff on a, on a lottery and, and then, and there you go. You're off on an adventure. <laughs> yep. It's all, it's all about the adventure, actually, what it really comes down to. <laughs> yeah. An overused word, but it's actually a very apt word to use. Yeah. 
So Kimberly, you just got a, a new bike too. I think it just got photographed as well as it, it's probably about to hit the internet. But first, hot take, you know, what are your impressions? So, Steve, the intern, is not listening. <laughs> I, I've only ridden it once, I have to say. But um, so I've got a 2020 trail donkey in the Sasquatch paint scheme. and 3.1. 3.1, yes. And I had my 17-year-old daughter do some custom graphics for me. And uh, yeah, this was a COVID quarantine activity for her. We got some Posca paint pens, and she took to it. And I kind of told her what I wanted, and she just sort of ran with it. So it was very fun. Um, and I'm very happy with it. And I'm excited to see the pictures that Stephen has taken. Can you tell us about the build? Oh, the build. The build is um, SRAM Axis, a SRAM Axis mullet. So it's SRAM's new electronic system. It's a one by, I think I've got a 42 in the front, 10 by 50 in the back. Um, like I said, electronic. It's, it's super sweet. For any of our listeners that may be new to bikes and stuff, what is a mullet? And I know, oh, it, party I know it's in what the front? your dad had. No, no, par- no. What Business. is it? Office Business in the front, <laughs> party in the back. So it's a, a single chain ring in the front with a great big pie pan cassette in the back. So you've got a huge range of gears, uh, but you only have to shift the back. So that's the beauty of the mullet. Like one in the front. What do I have? 12 in the back. Yeah. Um, the road shifters are the business. Oh, oh, the oh, that's what it is? Okay. The road uh, shifters are corrected. the business. The mountain derailleurs, the party. Oh, golly. I wish yeah. I'd known that. Yeah. So road shifters, drop bike in the front, party, this is an mountain bike. an podcast. <laughs> yes, in you the should, back. You should invest in these stonks. It will create a 540% gear range. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I... I'm glad that it took till episode four for Nick to bust out that impersonation. Oh, nice. Well, I was asking my husband, I'm like, so how many inches is this gear? Because like, I'm an old tracky. I raced on the velodrome. So I'm like, how many inches is this gear? And he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, now I get it. That's what I used to ride a pursuit in. So now I know what it feels like. So anyway, I have a better understanding of the whole like range that I have, but no, I, I'm a big fan of the one by, and I'm excited to have the expanded range of the 10 by 50 in the back. So, wow. and electronic, super sweet. I think enough gear talk. I'm, yeah. I'm curious, <laughs> what's the proper shakedown ride of a, you know, of a new bike day like that? You know, where are you going to go? What's well, I, so I seriously have only ridden it once and I mainly rode it on the road. I, my husband's like, you got to bet in the brakes. You got to do this, this, and this 20 times and this 30 times and whatnot but i'm very excited to take it off-road ride some fun single track maybe tomorrow when our gsd gets together in frisco i'll ride it so yeah so was your first ride the day that you showed up here with it yes that's very fitting yeah i rode it to my foot x-ray appointment and a bunch of other stuff and i came by rodeo to show it off because that Oh, the vet. the vet. I went to the well. vet to get medicine for my geriatric poodle. So <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. Utilitarian. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like um, our GSD team and our Summit County rep, Danielle, has a good ride for us tomorrow that you're going to be able to test it out on. It's a little bit of pavement, a little bit of gravel, a little bit of single track. Yeah. Ah, it's going to be awesome. 
some some good mountain views, hopefully some no wildfire smoke. No but smoke. I also have to say that tomorrow bears no meaning on a podcast. You have no idea when this is going to drop. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Tomorrow's <No>. relative. <laughs> Time doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> just a ride, just an epic ride we're going to have with our GSD on August 22nd, 2020. And a shout out to Mary Beth Birch, who picked up her new trail donkey today <gasps> and is planning on showing it off at the ride uh not tomorrow but uh how are we referring to the day in which this ride will take place yeah, the day after the original podcast recording <laughs> yes, yes that day she will that be showing day. it off awesome brilliant is yes. there is there anything else that you'd like to to unpack to to tell the dear listeners to stay tuned for or what is you know what do you got uh, i think I'm pretty excited about our September 2nd ride because it's going to be a full moon and the days are getting shorter. It's going to be really long oh, and yeah. dark. Yeah, it's going to be spooky. What's, what's your hot take on night rides? Ooh, they're are, the best. They're the bomb. Yeah. Why? Um, because the night is where the magic happens. And, and I honestly think <laughs> after doing a lot of night mountain biking one year, um, it's a, it really hones your skill set. Like you've got to pay attention. You've got to rely on your skills in a different way when you don't have the visibility that you usually have during the day. I would agree. I would also like to add that it's also not a hundred degrees when you're riding uh, on a full yes. moon ride. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's interesting because it totally like deprives your senses. And I think there's like... I know some people that don't like night rides as much um, because I think sometimes it's harder to like track where you're going or like measure your progress, you know? And so kind of maybe almost going back to like the mental health thing, like it really forces you on a night ride to be in your head because you can't yes. be like, Oh yeah, there's the hill. I'm almost at the top. Like you just see this little beam of light in front yeah. of you and you got to sit in your head and you got to be like, it, I don't know what's going, you know, what's it, going on. It really forces you to be in the present, in the here and now, and to focus on what's in front of you. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's, it's almost like ignorance is bliss because you can't see further than your light is, which is good because sometimes you, you'll see too far ahead and you'll think, oh, I can't ride that. But then you come up on it and you're not... I mean, I never night ride really as fast as I would go during the day on descent. So you're, you're sort of just, you're toned down a little bit and you're just honed in on it and there's a stillness and, um, yeah, I think, I think Kim really hit it spot on too. It's like, you're, you're really, you're really honed in on what you're doing, which, which is just a great feeling sometimes. And so September 2nd, there's a night ride. If, if it's not filled up. How does someone join? Go to our Instagram. There's a link there that will take you to our sign up. Okay. And in times of COVID. Rodeo.adventure.posse. I'm sure spots are limited. Is there forecasting of, you know, can people expect a certain frequency of rides? How do they, how do they get involved? So right now we're doing the first and third Wednesday of the month through October. So, and we've just planned through October given daylight, weather, et cetera. So I think we'll plan beyond that when we get closer to the time. Yeah. And just another note, little note about that. Um, we're doing all of our communication at the moment on our Instagram account. So that's where our, our, in our bio, that's where the link for any rides will be. 
Um, and then other info will be in our posts and on our stories. And I check our DMs regularly and I think we're, we're pretty active, I'd say on Instagram and it's just kind of the easiest way. It's one platform where we can just kind of hit everything. Um, since everyone's sort of running on, on whatever energy they have based on, you know, work and COVID and anything else that throws at us. So that's, we've had a few people like wonder asking about email lists and, and stuff like that. And it's like, it's all on Instagram right now and, and until further notice. So just follow us. <laughs> I think that's how Stephen yeah. runs Rodeo itself. So you're, you're following a good model. It seems like it seems to be working. It's definitely created a community of, of like-minded people that are just excited to ride bikes and, oh, hey, you're wearing my kit? I'm wearing that kit. Let's be friends. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Anything else? Should we Should we actually finish those beers? I think they're like probably warm at this point and like halfway oh, drunk. I think I finished mine. I don't yeah. know how I did it. I talked a lot and drank all my beer. Yeah, I uh. I guess <laughs> don't stop looking at me, Nick. You, you need to drink your beer, Nick. <laughs> well, they were delicious, by the way. Yes, thank you. It's been a pleasure having the both of you on. Thank you so much for joining, Drew. Thank you for being the most astute and studious co-host that just you know keeps those rodeo rodeo vibes of of numbers and things happening. I think that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Uh-huh. Thank you, Nick. We need a we need to create a community of positivity here. <laughs> This was great. Thanks so much for having us. It's, Thank you so yeah, much. awesome. Yep. Ditto. Cool. Well, stay tuned. Rodeo Adventure Posse is obviously up to great things. There's kits coming out. There's rides happening. Um, they're tackling the difficult, hard-to-have questions. They're inspiring folks. And hopefully, post-COVID, one day, we'll have uh, satellite GSD people uh, around the states uh, just kind of repping. And so when you show up to a group ride, a race, whatever you want to do, or just are curious about riding a bike, you might see someone in their kit and you might just say, Hey, what's that all about? And you might just make a new friend. Oh yeah. That's a good call. If you're curious about riding bikes, feel free to shoot us a DM. I'm happy to answer any bike related questions. <laughs> Dig it. There you have it. Reach out to Kia. <laughs> Studio audience.